Well, we were, we were just sort of talking in the cafe, uh, just to kick things off. We were talking about how both of you in the 80s, you know, first got into music. Um, and I wonder if we could just sort of start with that, like what it was like um, being a woman, joining a band or, you know, what sort of influences did you have? Were there any role models um, in Australia, uh, Melbourne or uh, in Germany? And maybe if we can just sort of chat a little bit about that, Penny? Do you want to maybe start? <laughs> Sorry. Am I talking to this? Yeah. Um, uh, you're talking into that and I'm recording. You, um, you, Matilde? Yes, I played uh, piano since I was 10 years old, and um, in the 80s, uh, many friends of mine were musicians, and I decided to start to make music myself with a band, uh, and I played the, the little Casio. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think one of, some of, of you knows it, and I began to sing, but I, I didn't sing. German, but in English. Oh. But most of the, the, the bands in the subculture in the, eight, in the 80s began to sing in ger with German language. So you then sort of switched to German at some point? No. No? no. no. <laughs> oh, you went against the trend of the time, did you? By singing in... No, you sang in... In English. In English. Because, oh. yes. you know, the bands in this exhibition... Mainly, well, almost all sing in German, right? Yes, yes. 
Yeah. But I, I didn't live in Berlin, I lived in Munich. Yeah. And the Munich bands didn't sing in German, except, ah, except FSK, it's a band from Munich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a singer and she sings in, in German, but not always in German. Sometimes she, sing, she sang in, in English. So when you formed a band, uh, Matilda, what you know? What were your your other models? I mean, what other you know four Buddha were there that you were thinking? Okay, you know, I've got to look like this, or I've got to you know, I can follow in the footsteps of this particular musician. Yeah. It was a mixture of. Punk guitar. You didn't play that, yeah, yeah. But you have And you were singing as well as playing singing, the keyboard, yeah. the Casio. Yes. Yeah. So Penny, what sort of so Joni Mitchell, but then there were so if you're going into rock guitar, um, were there any other sort of as you were starting to play any other influences around that you started to see a whole lot of other female musicians in Melbourne, <laughs> Australia? instruments and you just went for the top and you just thought bugger it you know you know I'm gonna go and, and did you find resistance from actually like men who 
like friends that you wanted to play with and they said, no, 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 no let me play the guitar or, or you play rhythm or did you find that actually sort of an interpersonal level that the people you're playing with actually muscled in and wanted to play those instruments and give you special parts? Um, I found that the people in my immediate circle were very supportive. Um, in my taxi, the singer was a little treated women in bands or, or I mean there were a lot of them I mean, you know that you know there was the good on good and the malaria and then I mean there were lots of singers in Ideal um, had singers um, and then there's the Turkey right yes, yes. yes. Um, yes but compared that they sang or maybe you know yes. maybe keyboard like like you know um Annette Humphrey in EDR plays keyboard plays but the men the blokes play the guitars the bass and the and the lead and yeah and that's right and she was a singer too yeah mainly she was a singer but but so malaria was completely different right malaria yes. Yes. yeah and they play what sort of instruments they played everything didn't they they changed. They changed. Yes. But they, they were singing too. That's right. Because they play keyboard and 
guitar? Should I play guitar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in, in Germany in the 80s, like, Malaria was sort of like the feminist, you know, it was sort of like the feminist pin-up band, if you like, because they were, I mean, I think they were fairly feminist. Do you, do you think the women in, in rock music or, or subcultural music, alternative music, were inspired by feminism? I mean, how many of them were sort of feminists? Because it's interesting, like, the whole history of feminism is a little bit different in each of, in Australia and Germany, like, some people like to use the word, some people don't. <laughs> um, yes, but I think in Germany, only in the subculture of the female musicians played instruments. Not in the mainstream. In the mainstream music, uh, musicians, female musicians were, were similar. Yeah, but do you think they were feministic? Why do you think they were from the farm? Really? I don't think so. You don't think so? so yeah. But Nina, I don't think so. Nina has a fancy. No, yeah. I think you know her. Nina Hagen. Not Nina. Oh, Nina. Nina. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's Luftballons. Yes. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. But that's not subculture. No, that was sort of pretty cool pop. For what? For männlichen uh, uh, musicians, composers. Oh, okay, they were composed by men. Yeah. Yeah, Penny, what do you think? I mean, I know, do you think feminism, I mean, you know, were they sort of branded a feminist, some of them, or struck, you know, overtly feminist, sub subconsciously? I think Maybe it's a, Um, she was telling me about the times when she started playing as a 
Petra. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, that's interesting. So you reckon there was a bit of discrimination in the, you know, subtle discrimination in the way you, you might be offered a, to, as a support band yeah. to support a sort of a male-dominated band or... Yeah. yeah, and it's really hard to argue with that sort of thing because, you know... Yeah, because it's not good. No. Well, it's something that now really, it's, I don't know, it's really hard to They talk about. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, it's great. Australian music sort of really um, came out of the pub rock scene. You know, it was huge in the 80s. There were venues, you know, just everywhere. Yeah. But pubs in Australia just always been really male sort of dominated spaces. You know, and there was a time when the front bar, women weren't supposed to go and drink in the front bar. They could go into the lounge bar or. Or, you know, I mean, this is go back a bit, but, you know, where the women stayed in the car, the, you know, the guy went and got the beer and brought it out to his wife in the car. So, you know, there weren't really places that women felt all that comfortable in. So I can imagine, you know, I mean, obviously you, you could get gigs in the 80s, as, as you say, but, I mean, you know, I don't know how it would have been having an only female band trying to, you know, ring up the pubs and say, you know, can I have... Uh, I'm I want a gig, you know. It, I think it was a bit easier if a woman was in a band and there was a man front man who would do it, and that's yeah. sort of how we used to do it. And, yeah. But yeah, and then you know they obviously liked having women play, but or singing. But yeah, I mean, so the impression that we have is that Germany was different, and 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 and, and maybe because music just didn't have its roots so much in the pub rock scene, um, but. There were different types of venues for playing in Germany, clubs or, you know, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the different sort of places that you play? Yes, in Germany in the 80s. Yeah, 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, in the 80s there were many uh, important places uh, and clubs yeah. where the scene, the subculture scene, yeah, yeah. Can I say, yep. uh, meet together and they played um, with a band and then come another musicians on the stage, another musician on the stage, and it turned around. Can I say? Um, so you sort of you changed the order or something? Yeah, or there was the, no. The, the musicians changed the oh, they... musicians in the band. Oh, they played different instruments. Yeah, you mentioned that the other night. That's yes. That's bizarre. Sorry, that's really but I interesting. Think it's, it's important for the female musicians in the 90s 
yeah. in the 80s there were female musicians like Wood and Malaria and, and um, uh, from FSK, the singer from FSK. Michaela Melian, she's an she's artist. She's playing guitar today yes. actually, yeah. And many female musicians were artists too in the 80s. Um, but but as in I, I, I think about uh, uh, the most important uh, painter were men. Yes, see the pattern. Well, they called uh, young wives. Yes, it was yes. A, a, an art, sort of the the new express, young expressionists. Yeah. Like this, uh, yep. Painting. But the the the, the artists were men. Yeah, there was. There were very few. There was one in the East, Cornelia Schleimer, for instance, who was sort of an East German, and then yes, yes. Subco Sub yeah, I know of one, but I don't know of any that many in the West. Yeah. And so they were playing, you're saying these artists were playing in the bands and... And, um, yes, and, and the female musicians in the 19th, there are more, much more female musicians than in the 80s. Okay. Okay. So it's sort it was of a good uh, sort beginning. Of a beginning, a good springboard. So yes. they were inspired yes. by people like Good on Good and, and, and a whole range of the others. But some of the, the female um, singers, like Annette Rumpe, yeah. Annette Rumpe from Ideal, yeah. yeah. Now they are famous. They are famous, but Buton Bunchi, she's really subculture. So she stayed yes. doing the similar sort of music, or what's she doing now? What's happened to her? She, she makes electronic music, and uh, some, I think she's in Sydney next year. Oh, wow. Is I don't know what they are doing now. Mm -hmm. Why do you think they stopped? Did they...? Yeah. Well, I can't speak about Germany so much, but in Australia, some of them get married about Germans. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Some other reasons why women are not still lying or from the 80s. Perhaps 
Not anymore. Uh, Perhaps yeah. later. Oh, <laughs> not now. No, I have no time because I'm working at the Goethe Institute and I, I create an exhibition and it takes very much time for me to yes. do this. And, um, yeah. But Penny, you, you you tour and you've got a full-time job or you've got a job part-time, part-time, so you can devote the rest of your time to. Your music, and then you still you tour. Yep. And you have you been to you've been to Europe recently. Um, I've been operating as a solo artist who hooks up with musicians in different countries. Okay. So last year, last October, I recorded an album with the Japanese psychedelic rock musicians. Oh. I went to Tokyo and recorded an album. And that project was supported by the Australian Japan Foundation. Oh, wow. I've also toured Europe with a rhythm section from Paris. Um, and I go in on, up in reverse and we go off on tour. And I've also toured in America and Canada with a psychedelic rock band from Montana. Oh, my God. So um, that gives me freedom. And it's quite practical too, because if I go and look up with these people in these countries, it's not like I'm trying to drag a band around, which is, can be financially prohibitive. So I go there myself, I send them the music in advance with the chord charts, and, and, then, I, and then I meet them at the university and go on to them. So far, no disasters. No disasters, yeah. so you don't need, you know. <laughs> it's a risk. Do you take, so you take your instrument, you take your guitar, yeah, and my pedals, and your guitar. pedals, and your pedals. Yeah. How many pedals have you? It's like in the eighties. Yeah. What What do you mean by that? You just your guitar and other and play with other musicians you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't have probably done that in the eighties. I would have been too. You'd have been too. Yeah. Can I ask how many pedals you have? Sorry? How many pedals you have? I'm not that many. Oh. I've got, um, you just got a, you got a good one. From Russia, which someone gave me as a gift. I was playing in a ranch house in Montana. And the person who I gave me 
instrument of you you still playing the, doing the piano and and you're writing most of your songs aren't you yes, yes. yes. And I, I CDs of I, uh, I'm recording CDs yeah recording CDs now yes wow and how many other people in the band uh, we have a drummer we have a, a, somebody on the computer to make the electronics yep. the keyboard and a, a guitarist and that's that's but, but I have one question to you. Yeah. Did you know uh, this band here in, in the exhibition? Uh, I didn't know about you. I didn't know the other bands. Um, but I don't know the Malaria. So my interest in this era came through listening to Malaria um, because, that, as I said before, You said she was coming. Um, yes, next I year. think so. In, in okay. Next year. Not confirmed. Okay. Is there anybody? But she told me. Okay. That she comes to. I don't know. Anybody got a question that you'd like to throw? Yeah. Uh, Go I for it. I can't speak about the microphone. You can. No, are you? Oh. I think it's better. Actually. It's probably is better. It's better. probably easier. It's probably now you tell us. Yes. <laughs> Guten Tag, ich heiße Juliana, ich bin Hallo. aus Kanada 
Um, I'm from actually originally from England, um, but I just arrived in Melbourne from Montreal, Canada. I'm a visual artist and uh, I make sound, I'm a sound artist and uh, there's a lot of things I heard today and I just um, wanted to say that um, I grew up uh, during the same time as you girls, uh, but in New York City. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, and London, of course. I came out of the punk scene and um, all of what was going on in Berlin was actually politically, socially, culturally, this was a revolution, sort of what was happening as a backlash, what was happening in Europe at the time. I think it's very important to mention those things because if you are making art or you're creating music, you have to be very understanding of the environment around you. And um, as a feminist, or as a, at that time, or a riot girl, is what we called ourselves in New York, um, you know, it was our job actually to empower ourselves to make uh, a sort of stamp uh, in terms of what we did. And we didn't give a flying fuck about men, you know, that was, it wasn't about that. It was really actually having our own message and taking back uh, our own identity as women and, um, and also uh, taking a stand about what was going on around us at the time. It was, uh, it was a very revolutionary time to, uh, to um, and I think if you were part of a community, um, and I grew up uh, in New York City, um, it was exciting, it was very mm. exciting, it was exciting in Berlin to be a part of that. Yes. And um, I think what was, I'm a good friend of uh, Jochen Arbeit uh, from Einstein's uh, Neubauten. Uh, he invited me here actually and I met uh, okay. uh, Gabrielle. <laughs> so um, I'm very new to Melbourne and I think this was a really nice starting point to be here today uh, and, uh, and be at the gallery and see the exhibition. I was at the opening. But I just wanted to say that it's really important to mention what was going on at the time. Um, yes, because, yes. Uh, here, mm -hmm. you know, being an artist, I'm, right now I'm doing my PhD actually at the University of Melbourne for the next four years. So theoretically speaking, there's a lot to talk about um, in terms of um, what it meant for artists at the time. And I think everybody who's in this exhibition um, actually uh, came out of a scene in Germany that had a lot to do with um, spectacle, theatre. There were many interdisciplinary ways of using um, theatre and spectacle and using sound, mm. uh, repositioning, you know, the idea of traditional uh, playing on, yes. mm. you know, traditional instruments and trying to create something new. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you if you think about it, it was it was a really productive time for everyone. Yes. Um, nowadays, uh, you know, we don't talk about fem feminism because uh, no. gender. Uh, what is gender nowadays? You know, it's not about feminism. It's not about post-feminism anymore. It's just what it means to be a woman. Okay, and that can be anybody. Yeah. So, um, mm. sorry. But I think it is especially mm -hmm. important to talk about like the role of role models, female role models, like back in those days and today, for example. I I realized that uh, 
She's still going um, strong. There's but a lot of, you know, uh, good bands. I just went to see Banks in Toyland. Yeah. They're in their 50s and they're still playing. So yeah. um, it depends on what your taste is and what your interests are in music. And what style. What you style, know, yeah. If you look around too, the style and the culture of uh, just the way people dress, that was a statement. It still is a statement. I'm very proud of all my tattoos. Uh, and I'm a professor teaching in university, I don't let those things affect me, I am who I am, and um, I try not to be part of the mainstream, I mean, that's the idea, isn't it? That's why you do what you do. Yes, and, and the intention to make such an exhibition, it is 30 years ago, the 80s, but I think it's important to show it, but some people said, why do you bring them into a museum? Oh. You understand? But I think the museums today are not uh, 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 not spaces not spaces to to look to the, the pictures or, or such things, but to have uh, interactive uh, yeah, spaces, more sort of dynamic yes. spaces. Yes. Yeah, and I think to discuss such things like we today, it's important. Yeah. It's important in Germany too for the young young women and, and young boys. Mm. Well, it's historically it's important to pass yes. that on. Yes. Yeah, sure. there's, there's a question over here, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, how They yeah. were political, I think, at the beginning, but in the middle of the 80s, that it changed because the the um, Plattenfirmen, the big yeah, the big record, uh, big companies. record companies, catched the idea of of it's called Neue Deutsche yeah. Welle, new uh, German, uh, German ways. yes ways, and then it was only commercial music. And, and the text, uh, the lyrics are not important. Yeah, I, I think you're yeah, a bit I, I harsh on that, that, actually. I think the lyrics still continue to be fairly playful and fun. And, yes, and, it was fun. But it still you, could you be fun, fun and it was political. I still think they were making political statements. I don't know. Oh, but but don't, it changed in the middle of the 80s. But I don't think the bands actually changed themselves all that much. I mean, I don't band. know, we had this discussion before about EDR. I mean, I, I was into EDR about 81 or two, and I thought they were pretty... I mean, it was, it was alternative pop. It certainly was pop, you know, sort of electronic pop. But do you know the, the lyrics now? They do now? No. It's, yeah. it's not I mean, political. I thought they were quite... Very, very ironic, very parodic, very playful. Um, you know, I mean... But I thought it was great. Oh, very good help, but I suppose it's what you like. But 
Yeah, I'm not against yes, but it's, it's not a subculture. Yes, it's it's pop. It's okay, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not a subculture, subculture yeah. with, with political statements. There's a question at the back. Um, No way. No way. No way. No Yes, how is it for... Well, you're a solo artist, that's pretty amazing. Mm. So that's sort of... <laughs> you're, or are you one of the few... Um, do you feel like it is, has become easier or is it just through persistence? I, I think it's, it's become easier through persistence. Mm. 
Because you can't be Lord when you've been playing for a long time. Um, and seven, the last ten years, I've noticed a change in attitude in relation to myself, how people do business with me. In general, I've tried to gravitate my, bus my business outside of Australia. I think I have been treated better in Europe and Japan and even America than I've been treated here. Oh and some of it's just small little things like we were discussing before, for instance, I had a label here from Spain, Bank Records. When they come out to Australia to meet with musicians at the pub, I would always get invited. But in Australia, that doesn't always happen. As a woman, often you're excluded from those activities still. So you can't do the networking, you can't find out the information, you can't meet that certain person. I've also been in a room with other musicians, and there's been a very successful musician from America there, and all the men have been introduced mm. to that musician, but not me. So if I'm not interested, even though I'm probably more established than some of the other men in that room. So when you're not introduced to that musician, you can't give him your CD or tell him about your music because you're like um, someone's girlfriend or something. That's right. So there's still those attitudes that I've seen. I don't think anyone's actually doing it intentionally to put me down or anything. I think it's just in people's subconscious. Oh, there's an important musician. Let's introduce you to the male guitarists <laughs> because they're the more important and they need to meet this guy. It's not necessarily, oh, stuff the women, I don't care about her playing guitar. It's not that attitude, it's more that maybe it's just, they don't even think about it. No. Because that's just what gets, that's just what happens. I can mostly say it also happened to me, well, I'm not a musician also, but I. There is some sort of, uh, yeah, that being sidelined, what you Yeah, 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 sidelined. And um, I live in for a few years, but I'm still, when that happens to me, I'm still a bit surprised because, yeah. because it did not happen to that extent in Europe to me. It's, yeah. I, I would really say that there is, especially when you are a group of, when you are, as a woman, surrounded by men, mm -hmm. that it's like, it, it is as if you wouldn't exist. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. You, you are ignored. Yeah, you're ignored. And I think this is really for living in 2015. Yeah. Now still having that sentiment or that this happens, I think that's, I would say it's appalling. It is appalling. This part is sort of, 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 this part is
really sad yeah um, I, I guess the question would be for me is what you think the word subversive means for you because nowadays because subversive mm. if we're in post-feminist post-post-feminist I mean I know because, it's <laughs> you know if you're an artist um, it's already a very political thing to sell to think that you're going to sell yourself out you know, I mean, everybody, of course, has to have put a roof over your head. But most artists that I know, um, we work two or three jobs just to be able to be able to do or make our art. I mean, that's been mm. long since uh, for all of these bands. Everybody mm. went to art school. Mm. Everybody met everybody in art school. Everybody started something in mm. art school and then left art school mm. because they became disillusioned with the system. Again, a lot of what um, artists do is um, we try to stay away from the institutions, actually. We try to do our own thing, and that's the whole idea. It's not only about getting paid, it's also about, again, you know, making, taking a stand and used to that. And I think it's even harder nowadays, actually, than it was mm. um, before. Um, but at, at the same time, the message is still the same. Subversive for me is about mobilizing, rallying, and bringing people together to hear sound to actually create a community. Because a lot of people are thinking the same way you are. They're just not, they're disillusioned with society. And um, it's a way for us to translate how we're feeling, how young people are feeling. And I'm still doing the same thing. I'm 57 years old. And I never think about the money first, it's the art that comes mm. first, it's the creative act that is the most important for me. Mm. So, yeah, here, 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 here. I have a question to you. Um, uh, do you think in the 80s um, the music we, we have here in, in the exhibition was the same like in at New York? No, it was a different uh, kind of music, isn't it? Um, I think the message was the same. I think yes. the influences probably socially and historically because of the Berlin Wall, uh, because of the, the coming down, yeah, yes. um, that was all leading up to, to that historical day. So, um, you know, there were different things that were going on in Berlin. Mm -hmm. However, the way that it was translated through the music was pretty much the same message, mm -hmm. of course. Sounds well, yeah. Uh, if you if you were in, in England, of course, um, it was very very much about um, going against um, the monarchy, right? Going against what was going on in England at the time. There was no high unemployment. But this was the, all of these maladies really were the same everywhere. It was it was not so much in Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
in the art and the fashion and the Probably the fashion mm -hmm. and the culture on yeah. the surface was what yeah. Um, but somebody told me that when they were in England in about 